Shut up, I love it. This is Shut Up, I Love It with Joe Cabello and Sasha Feiler and the returning guest. We'll introduce him in a second. What's up, Joe? How are you doing today? Nothing much. I'm doing pretty well. Doing very good, actually. Uh, maybe I'll even tell people about it at the end of the show, why I'm doing so well. Um, but this is Shut Up, I Love It, where we talk about an underrated topic, a topic that's reviled or perhaps even a topic that's just misunderstood. And like you said, we have our... Uh, are, what do they call that? The Five Timers Club or like the the gold member? Yeah, I guess he's like a regular at the bar who's always giving dirty looks to people from like out of <laughs> yes. town. Yeah. You are one of the cast members from Cheers to this podcast, Jay Hunter. What's up? Nothing much. Welcome. Uh, welcome you to my uh, world. And I'm, We're in I your well, domain now. I feel, yeah, you, you've walked into my domain once again. And yeah, I think I'm a member of the <laughs> Platinum Club. I think after you go past five times, then it goes from gold <laughs> to platinum. And yeah, platinum. You've, been on a ge- you've been a guest more than I have. Uh, it's, it's quite possible. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I'm the, the well's running dry, but uh, th- this, this episode is going to be a real banger. All right. Let me let me tell you. And what is this banger about, Jay? Would you tell us? Well, today we're going to talk about uh, an underrated, barely known masterpiece of a television show called Primal. Now, are you talking about the movie from 2019 starring Nicolas Cage <laughs> called Primal and you accidentally in, called it a TV show? <laughs> yes. Where in the first five minutes of the movie, he fights a jaguar. <laughs> Really, so I, I kind of want to see that movie. Actually, no, I, I'm I'm not talking about that movie. <laughs> the, there's several things called Primal. I think there's like another. There's like a live action show called Primal. There's a, whenever I hear the word Primal, I think of the Ed Norton movie Primal Fear, uh, which of course is not called Primal, but Primal Fear, and, <laughs> Primal uh, Rage, the video game. Exactly. I mean, there there are a lot of variations <laughs> on the word Primal, but the one the Primal I'm talking about is the animated masterpiece by Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, primal. In fact, in fact, it is called Gandhi Tartakovsky Primal. I think that's the full name of this. They thing. very much, yeah. They 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 very much like stick his name to it, uh, and well deserved. I think he's somebody who influenced a, a generation of animation lovers and artists with uh, his earlier work, and even some of his Star Wars work with the Clone Wars cartoon, which is uh, kind of hard to find. Yeah, uh, which which is is very very acclaimed. I've never seen the Clone Wars, but 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 uh, you know after Lucas uh, ruined his legacy by making the prequels, I remember the Clone Wars came out and it like it almost kind of rebounded Star Wars. Yeah, uh, like like in general because pe- people were saying, oh no, now there's this animated show that's actually pretty good with Star Wars. It's not it's not completely busted now. Yeah, um, a lot of people consider that like the cartoon Star Wars, the best one that's ever existed so this guy is definitely worthy of having his name over the project yeah he, he's he's a bit of a legend and he also like i don't know his complete uh, biography by any means but 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 i know like what we know him from uh sasha and i know him from we don't uh, know him by the way in particular what we know him <laughs> from is 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 a show called samurai jack which is uh to me like a quintessential like it's it's a, another masterpiece in animation perhaps another episode in the future sometime yeah Sa- Sa- samurai jack is uh is another like like 
you know, like j- just just something that stands out, like, you know, to call it an animated show is to belittle it and, and make it sound less than what it is. It's just a great show, which which I feel the same way about about Primal. But that, but Gendy Tartakovsky also known for um, a kid's show I never really watched, but it's critically acclaimed Get Dexter's Laboratory and also the Powerpuff Girls, which I, I was a fan of. Uh, in, in my college days, Powerpuff Girls was kind of one of those cool uh, animated shows that was a little subversive. And uh, and uh, he, he's always been known for just great storytelling, but also uh, fantastic artwork and uh, and animation style. You know, like he, he, he really he, he doesn't have one type of style. He changes it up with every work that he does, but it's always very distinctive. And um, and and to me, it stands out from the pack because I'm not a big animation guy. I mean, I have my I like Miyazaki. I love you know this and that, but um, I'm not an aficionado by any means. But but Gendy Tartakovsky's work stands out f- from from the pack for me. It's 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 something. Um, there's something unique and 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 more sophisticated uh, mode of storytelling that that I think he employs. Now, of course, he's a Russian uh, person, which is also Don't very hold exciting. It against them. So I'm gonna, yeah, but I'm gonna right ahead, go right ahead and say his like birth name, full on Russian, Russian oh, style. Here we go, Gennady Borisovich Tartakovsky. So shout shout out if you're listening. Bless you, yeah. bless you, and fans fan of the show. So Jay, why Primal do you think fits this podcast? I mean, if it's such an acclaimed show, and I think they try to even. Uh, apply for like Oscars with it to get nominated, but they didn't get the nomination, right? Yeah, but it's like so did my neighbor who shot some stupid short film. Like you can apply to the Oscars with any kind of piece of garbage, but 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 but, 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 but shout but, out to our neighbor, by the way. We have yeah. stories that was about a f- him. Fictitious neighbor who didn't really submit a movie to the Oscars, but um, but 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 if if they had, it wouldn't be just um, uh, impressive on its own. No, I think. I mean, Primal, I, I know that like people in the know are, are, are big on it. And it's been, you know, anybody who's reviewed the show has given it glowing reviews from, from what I gather. But it's one of those that like not a lot of people know about. And, and it just it kind of floors me that, that, that Primal has gone under the radar. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think the, what the main problem is in terms of giving it mass appeal is that people hear the word animated show and they immediately kind of prejudge it and think like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it's a kid's thing or I'm not into animation. And then they might also see the, uh, the artwork of primal. And and just, if you just look, look at a, at a frozen frame of primal, it kind of has that Hanna Barbera kind of old school, uh, uh, kind of, I don't old school kind of cheap um, serialized animation look to it, even though the the actual look of it is much more sophisticated and, and, and beautiful and interesting on first glance from, from the uncultured eye, the uh, uh, primal sort of has that, has that look. So I I think what happened with primal is that it just flew under the radar. It's an, it's, it's on adult swim and, it's and def- HBO Max is where you can find it now. You can, yeah, yeah, HBO Max, but but it was produced for Adult Swim, and there's only one season of it. There's like one and one season, and then a part two of season one that's, mm-hmm. that's come out. So I don't know how many, what ten episodes maybe altogether. Um, but but it, it's also one of those weird shows that, that's very expressly for adults. It's not for no kids. crossover. Yeah, there's it's not like a for the whole family or. Yeah. it's aggressively not for children yeah like it, i think if a kid watched this they would be thoroughly disturbed and upset by it they would probably if they were a cool kid they, they'd love it you know but they, but it would definitely be affecting and I, I think your average uh average you know 
kid of of mediocre creativity and, and imagination oh, so. would 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 probably watch this and, and be scared and crying and sucking so their thumb. So before you show, dear listener, before you uh, show the show to your child, uh, make sure they're cool. Make sure make sure they're cool. Yeah, make yeah. sure they're not cool an and they're an, not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. and make but, sure they're not stupid either. Yeah, which is kind of I felt totally idiot, not an idiot covered that part. It's a little different. There's like not idiot, not stupid, not not lame. You know, make sure your kid's not lame before you watch this film. But if he is lame or she is lame or they're lame uh, on the foot, we're okay with that. Now, um, (laughs) (laughs) we want to be not ableist here, and I will say I think the show didn't pick up as much because it doesn't necessarily have a hooky premise. Like it's almost. Uh, Gendy Tartakovsky is the hook. Oh, right? it's because a great point. Like, it, Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell my mom and dad, like, it's about a, a caveman and a dinosaur. They'd be like, well, okay. It sounds ridiculous. Um, like the, the, the very premise makes it sound childish and immature, and yet it's not... It's not for anyone that's like younger than sixteen years old. So, but 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 yeah, like if, you, if the elevator pitch of the show kind of turns off your average adult. So it like that's probably why it's kind of wallowing in, in obscurity. Uh, uh, Speaking of the elevator pitch, I want to actually read Gendy Tartakovsky's what sounds like an elevator pitch for this show. Um, so first of all, it is. Uh, a hand-drawn, right? So we know that. And dialogue-free. So that's like another reason for it. Yeah, zero, zero dialogue. Dialogue they're, doesn't make for... There's sound. It's not a silent picture, so to speak. But Yeah, but, but, but it's but, like true to caveman Yeah, it's it's a caveman that exists pre-spoken uh, language and a dinosaur who doesn't talk because he's a dinosaur. And so this, you know, obviously anachronistic uh, story. But Gendy Tarsakovsky's description is a pulpy type of type of action adventure story of a caveman and a dinosaur who share a similar tragedy and it bonds them to survive the primordial world together. So that is what it is. Like the episodic nature of the show is that they have to face a new um, like evil against them. Because I'm not saying evil because it's not necessarily like an enemy. A lot of times they have to face even magical like later on in the second part of the season entity that they have to fight. But so it's all kinds of entity they have to or creatures they have to face, but together they're stronger than apart. And so it is a story, uh, it's, it is to header about friendship and trying to survive. So that is pre- basically, I think, is the premise. Yeah, which yeah. I think anybody, like most people, that's like, okay, that sounds interesting, but I want a show about, like, I want to know, I want that, that juicy hook, you know, and it doesn't hook. have it. But uh, I'm curious about uh, Sasha. What's your relationship to this show or Gandhi Tartakovsky? And then I'll share I wish I had before. a relationship with Gandhi Tartakovsky of any kind, <laughs> like he was my uncle or great, uh, you know, like godfather, but I don't. So I uh, fade away in, <laughs> in the shadow of the greats. So, no, I actually, like, didn't know who he was until Jay introduced me to Samurai Jack, which I liked, but I'd say it's like a strong B-plus for me, Samurai Jack, why... I um, I recognize his genius. I don't know if it's necessarily for me. It's a lot of times it's like too sci-fi and nerdy for me. I don't know. Like it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant show, Samurai Jack. But the moment I saw, like we started watching Jay and I, started watching uh, Primal, I was like, dude, like this is crazy. Like like about five minutes in, you'll realize that you are, you are witnessing like a masterpiece. 
and you know that because like you you're not like exchanging comments you're not talking about you're not turning to your partner and go like hey isn't it crazy or did you see that you just like you like my jaw was dropped and i was watching the whole thing throughout the pilot and then the second part, I don't know, Joe, I don't know how many episodes you've seen. I saw the five episodes of whatever oh, nice. season one it is. Yeah. And so the second half, I think, gets even more um, audacious. I don't know what Jay, how Jay feels, but surprisingly, it gets more audacious and it it like stirs this crazy emotions in the viewer. Like a lot of times I was just paralyzed with emotions of different kinds from fear to sadness um, and then, like, always friendship is, like, what kind of lifts you up at the end between the two characters. So, like, I mean, I just really, I agree with Jay in the sense that, like, and I mean, like, obviously it's not going to be a surprise when I rate the show at the end because I freaking love it. And I, I, I do agree that it's the hardest show to pitch to somebody because I was, like, in a Zoom room with, like, a bunch of different writers. And I was like, guys, are you watching primal and they're like what is that i'm like it's G- gandy tartakovsky's um show they're like we don't know who that is i'm like okay it's an anime yeah. show <laughs> about a caveman and a dinosaur and they're like it's like so quiet like on zoom and they're like okay uh is it for kids and i'm like no and they're like great what else are you guys watching yeah they're like <laughs> didn't the, get any traction they're like yeah. is the dinosaur like like a blogger that lives in manhattan <laughs> no i don't know if i'm interested yeah. in this it's it's really hard to pitch something that's just like it's just good you know what i mean like so hard to convince somebody like and i think that's a uh kind of a thing with writing too is a lot of the times people a lot of people have a lot of really great scripts manuscripts that are just really good but there was just no hook to get somebody Mm -hmm. to be interested and being just good good is often not good enough to get somebody to even go into it to realize that. Uh, of course, this has Gendy's name to it. Exactly, but is, and that's what that's why it gets gets you know it's made, which is great. We're yeah. lucky that he did. So I've always been a fan of him just because he was kind of like the uh, led those flagship cartoons like Dexter's Laboratory, like uh, uh, Powerpuff Girls at a very formative young age. And Samurai Jack came, and Samurai Jack's like super adult for still how much it plays in this for kids. It's super like heavy. Um, I always appreciated that, but I wasn't a super fan or anything. And even all of the Samurai Jack stuff I haven't kept up with. But enough so that whenever his name comes up, I'm pretty interested. Mm -hmm. So I did hear about Primal coming out. I heard good things, but I just, for exactly the reasons we talked about, Mm -hmm. I was in no rush to see it. No rush. And I think that's the thing is like a a hooky premise will get you in a rush to see something. While something that's just good, you're like... Okay, the Irishman. That's I'll see it when I have time. But still haven't. It seen sounds it like it's just may never good. Yeah, you know, like I'm not too excited about the premise. It just I'm gonna watch it because it's good. But um, that's where I landed with this. So when I knew it was gonna be an episode, I was super excited to finally check it out. And uh, I guess now we can go into kind of maybe talking about our our opinions on it in general, even though I think we already know a lot of those. Yeah, I think the opinion's already pretty much covered. I mean, Jay, I, I guess we'd like to hear from you. So if you are saying, like, we covered the reasons why this show is not popular and probably will never be, why do you love it? 
Well, well, I think one thing we're, we haven't touched on is that like in that elevator pitch scenario where, where you're underwhelming, your audience is like, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. To, to, to me, the cherry on top is and there's no dialogue whatsoever, <laughs> you know, like which oh, to yeah, me, yeah. to me, gets me excited if I hear that. But I'm a freak. And most people hear there's no dialogue like wh- like what the fuck am I going to be watching? And so people are immediately turned off. Um, but to me, all those elements um could potentially be terrible but like but but when they're when they they're employed in primal it results in in just the most beautiful pure storytelling that you could imagine i, I mean like like when you, you know a few filmmakers are able to 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 tell stories without dialogue i mean like you've got the whole silent film era but but you know there wasn't any any sound but like there was still uh title cards kind of like like you know like like you know illustrating dialogue that the characters were saying when when it's it's very rare for a filmmaker to uh, you know uh attack a a conventional narrative story with no words right like and, and and there are some that have been very sparse with their words like someone like Terrence Malick comes to mind who like you, if you know days of heaven or badlands, those are movies where, where you, you could watch them without the sound on, or you could cut the dialogue track out and you'd know every single thing that was happening in the, in the film, just because like, it's it's truly like the dialogue is almost inconsequential to, to the storytelling. It's moving pictures, really. And a yeah. lot of unfortunately, a lot of filmmaking does lose that. Yeah, yeah try think- to shut off the sound on Aaron Sorkin and good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Sorkin stuff is barely watchable as it is. And then uh, Will McLaughlin, uh, shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah, I mean, it, it's atrocious and Fan terrible. And Aaron. I could do an episode about how I don't like Aaron Sorkin. But like, but, 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 um, but yeah, like, like, yeah, turn off the dialogue track on an Aaron Woody Sorkin Allen. movie and you'll immediately start like vomiting and uncontrollably. Um, but, but yeah, so, so this doesn't so, align with everybody's opinions on this podcast, so, by the way. So, so, pri- so primal. Yeah. I'm, I'm a rogue character. That's why you love me. That's why I'm in the platinum club. Um, cause I, I bring the heat. I bring the hot takes to the show, so hot. Uh, but, tweet about it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so, so primal does all these really audacious, uh, kind of high concept things and just, um, and yet, like Sasha was saying, when you watch the show, um, it's completely captivating. It draws you in and you're on the edge of your seat. And and and, and the, the storytelling is very, very simple. Like there so might be simple. there might be, you know, the story of the episode might be that they need to find water or something like something just very simple. And, and, and they're, they're cruising around the forest trying to find water. They, they, they come into some obstacles and then they find it. And and again, on paper, that sounds like the most boring thing ever. But 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 the beauty of the filmmaking is. Is that they're able to um, again? Tarkovsky is able to, to to just like like have you completely transfixed and mesmerized by by every frame of the story, and and there's just something magical about that. And and you know the, the other thing that I, that I love about it is that the um, these very kind of like silly uh, care like like not caricatures, but the, but the, the characters themselves. It's it's like it's like a dumb caveman. Who's like this big brute, and then and then a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? Like like and and, and ju- like those character types are just so devoid of anything real or grounded, and yet, as you watch uh, Primal, as you go through the episodes, you you feel like so connected to their interiority that that uh, like like more so than 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 I am normally in a 
you know, in a conventional film or, you know, a live action film or, or something like The Irishman. Um, you or know, Aaron Sorkin. I, like, Burn. I feel like I know mo- like more about what's going on in the T-Rex's head than what's going on in Robert De Niro's head in The Irishman. Like, and, and, and that's all done without any right. dialogue and, uh, you know, in this very simple storytelling form. And uh, yeah, I was just going to say like, I think one of the reasons the storytelling is so good while being so simple, right? And it doesn't mean simple like it's lazy. It's not lazy storytelling. Yeah, simple is not bad. I I would say minimal is a better word to to say than simple. Yeah, but it's like simple in this geniusness, like in this ingenuity. And so uh, the the reason like the show has so much drive and such a vector of action and dynamic, I think, is because the wants of these characters as a writer, like just the wants of these characters are so crucial. Like it's basically they just want to survive and all they have is each other. And just having this premise of two characters who lost everything, they want to survive. Every episode they try to survive and they really only have each other in the world until maybe later. Uh, but that's that's really it. And because of that, I would always know, like I would always believe that like, whatever is happening in this episode, they're in great danger. And that's like one of the main reasons. It's, it's kind of like, the like, like, so like the show alone that, that we had a previous episode about or, or shout out, you know, where, where, where like it's, it's, <laughs> it's the purest form of drama, which is survival against all odds against the elements. And so these two characters are, we should also mention that the two characters kind of start off as enemies mm-hmm. and 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 th- their their species are always at odds with each other right like i mean like obviously cavemen didn't exist when dinosaurs were but but like you know yeah. within we, the world we understand the, it. within the world of the show like animals and cavemen are mortal enemies and they fight each other for and 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 and, uh, and battle constantly but like so the, these two characters are are, are, are natural enemies and yet they, they develop a bond and they become, you know, it's, they almost become married or they become family and they, and they, and they help each other. And so, so it's like, it's like that very archetypal relationship between characters and the, and then just like the ultimate boiled down, uh, you know, like most minimal, primordial, perfe- per, yeah, primordial, perfected storytelling drive, which is like survival against nature. Um, so, so it like it speaks to like the 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 little lizard brain inside of you, and it also speaks to to the more um, more developed uh, cerebral cortex part of you, which is you know, there's philosophy in it, and then, and then there's just this very base like, you know, like uh, fascination with with surviving against the elements. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how, like you said, minimalist and simple, which I think uh, could be a lesson for a lot of writers and a lot of storytellers. And I think in general, it's it's a, probably a good moment to shout out animation directors and animation writers who, I mean, that process is so different than live action that it's a much more honed process. You have to really like know the story you're telling to do animation and i think that shows in a lot of animated works um and plus it's like so much work to get through that process <laughs> that you don't just do it willy-nilly so like yeah, shout out to the animation process yeah like in animation it's so painstaking and because you don't have the spontaneity of being on a live action film set where you can you know, just kind of improvise or, or you, you can just kind of react to what's going on. I mean, like animation needs to be 
very well thought, like, like you know, very well prepared and, and preconceived um, just by nature of the of, of the medium itself. You know, you like you need to have everything locked in because this process of making an animated piece is going to take months or years, you know, so, so you, like whereas on a film set, you can just have an idea and then change some dialogue and then shoot a completely different scene. You, you don't have that luxury in, in animation or if you do, it completely runs the train off the uh, off the tracks with, with with maybe one exception or a couple exceptions which would be like South Park, which is which is, um, you know, famously that, that they're able to on South Park in a week. Uh, yeah. Ch change things like within hours and, and reanimate an the story. Yeah. It's an exception, too, because because like like the, the, the thing you lose when you when you when you um, have that ability to change things last minute, you lose complexity of anim of the animation itself like that. Yeah, that show is not really known for. It's cinematic Pretty animation yeah, or, the, the, or cinematic the only, storytelling. The only reason it works on South Park and they can just overnight change the script and completely do new things is because it's such a crude animation style that, that, that it's able to do that. Whereas where something like Primal and other great animated works are are, are like just beautiful paintings. I, I mean, like, you know, Gendy Tartakovsky, he's he's very obsessed with with Japanese culture and and obviously with and manga probably and dogs. anime. And probably dogs as well, yeah. But but like but but like Gendy Tartakovsky's aesthetic is just so advanced that I I I'd love to hear a, an interview with him and, and just to hear his thoughts on on drawing and and color. Well, what because, do you think, Joe? Yeah, because you do know a lot about this kind of stuff, right? Like, or more than I do, maybe Jay does. But I I, I what do you think about the style of this animation? I think it is like there's something you do know a Gendy Tartakovsky work when you see it. It's just very, uh, very prominent, even when it's different from, let's say, well, I would say like a Dexter's Laboratory is going to be a little bit different than a Powerpuff Girls, but they're, they're certainly similar, I think. I think you could tell versus I think there's been a lot of what's called and maybe we haven't talked about it on this show. I can't remember, but a Cal Arts style animation. We did, yeah. With the yeah, a lot of shows have this Dave certain Horn. style of animation. Which show, which episode was it? Uh, with Dave Horn uh, about the show that I cannot recall right now. Oh yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it, it, it's just a fresh air compared to that animation style because I also think that animation style isn't very cinematic. Um, I think this guy just knows how to tell a visual story. And I think this is him flexing that muscle, having no dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you put a restriction on yourself to push yourself into mm -hmm. like a more yeah, advanced state. Which is always the best thing to do is restrain yourself and take some options away from yourself. And and that way you can you, you can you can concentrate your efforts and uh, and and have a have a more like like a, like a less diluted end result because you don't have as many options so you have to perfect what you have in front of you now 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 Joe I would say that the the animation style of Tartakovsky like at least on Samurai Jack and on Primal it, it's it's got this very graphic pop Japanese look to 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 it and. You know, I, I don't know if you have anything to comment on him in terms of how he how he depicts action, because I, I think I think that that's another thing that really makes the show captivating is that um, th th there is a lot of action there. Are a lot, there's a lot of battling and, and, a lot of blood. and, and yeah, a lot of blood and a lot of violence. And th but th there's something about it's like a comic book style. I, I mean, I don't know much about comic it's very books, manga. It, it's it's yeah. very manga influence because 
especially the Japanese comics are low dialogue. Um, a lot of like just rich images that might even not necessarily connect moment to moment next to each other, but give you that feeling of, let's say, a battle or whatever. So this very much has that where it'll almost like freeze on a, an action or like a movement. Yeah, someone will be soaring through the air, like 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 going to kick or or, th- or throw a sword or something, and, and you'll have this yeah frozen moment of the of the person, the character in action, and then kind of like like very like stripped down you know, like graphic lines, like, you know, behind them to, to denote that they're flying through the air. But, but like it alternates between like fast paced editing and then, and then, and then it holds on these very, uh, uh, simple, um, stripped down static images. It's just fascinating to me how, how you can make like an action scene exciting and yet slow it, slow time down, you know, periodically and not have it it all be fast. What it makes is every hit count. Uh, like, I want to compare this to a Dragon Ball Z, where there's like thousands of punches and a lot of interesting combat going on. And there's hits that count, but not every hit counts. That's kind of the thing, is like, there's a lot of people taking hit coming right back fast. This, it's taking those like freezing moments, because literally, like, that, his spear hitting the neck of a dinosaur, that's a big deal to everybody that hit does not come at the cost of nothing mm-hmm. so anytime you feel like anytime uh, one of those hits happens that the tide could completely shift and you really don't get lost in the action the action is meaningful and um i actually think you both guys are right when you're saying the manga animation influence because i started following Genji Tartakovsky on Instagram. He doesn't have a lot of posts, but he did post um, an early Spear, and Spear is the name of the caveman, and he says it's Tezuka love-inspired. So Tezuka is the father of Japanese manga, right? And then, so, mm. like, this is what, for example, I'm just showing to Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then showing to Joe. I don't know, you can probably see Oh, yeah, it. got it. I see Yeah, it. but it's definitely a lot more cartoony in, like, almost... I don't know, American cartoon way as well. Well, it's like Plinstone. Being evocative is as important as like just being clear and true. Like this isn't trying to be photorealistic at every moment or realistic. It is trying to do everything it can artistically just to convey powerful things. I think yeah. that's why it's so simple. Yeah, and, and and it's an odd juxtaposition because the 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 material is is so adult in nature and and sort of and 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 mature and yet the aesthetic has its roots in this sort of saturday morning cartoon vibe you know so it's interesting juxtaposition humanoids what is it is that the like what was that cartoon i'm not sure do you know maybe like there was a hanna-barbera cartoon one of the it was like a team of of people mm-hmm. like a rock monster, a caveman. And yeah, right. was, if you saw it, you would be like, Oh, this is, you, you would be spot on with that show. Yeah. And, 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 and so it's just, it's just interesting to me, like, like the, the, the choice to, cause you could admit you could, he could have made this in a different animation style and have it look more adult. So that, so that as soon as you saw a frame of it, you think, Oh, this is for like, this is for old people. This isn't for children at all. But again, it's packaging it in this Saturday morning cartoon, Hanna-Barbera aesthetic. And yet it's like, it's, 
it's so heavy. I mean, it's like heavier than than like 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 most of the dramas at the Academy Awards every year. I mean, like it um, it, it, it it floors you, especially the, the second half of of the first season. It's it's just it's very it's like devastating. Um, you know the storytelling. Yeah, I I there were you know, and they do introduce secondary characters and stuff like that. We're not here to spoil the show actually a lot because we actually especially, want. Especially, yeah, I don't want to spoil the. Not the for second. Joe, but I also want to say that like we are here talking about this so that hopefully you guys listeners uh check it out because it is an awesome show and it needs your support and the thing is i think what's interesting also about the show is that in this simplicity it is like almost uh an illustration of how a genius like gets simpler with like growth like because Mm -hmm. samurai jack is like Sometimes it's like too much. Like it's so good, it's a but there's busy. a lot going on. It's yeah. so busy. I th- yeah, there's some time travel and yeah, like and sometimes things, it's yeah. like whoa, like I don't know. like I'm I'm watching it episodically, randomly, and I'm like, wh- in uh, some episodes it's just outstanding, but it does get sometimes too busy, and it's almost interesting like to see like the graduation into the mastery of I'm gonna tell the simplest story, take this cartoon cutout characters literally that like everybody's familiar with like just and just sick of these characters everybody's like sick of dinosaurs sick of cavemen i'm gonna take and tell the most humane devastating story with them Mm -hmm. and be like pretend that it's like a kid's show but actually it's the most disturbing show so please don't show it to your kids (laughs) like what a great idea unless they're cool unless they're cool over 16 and they are lame on one foot, but it looks good on them because it just adds to their gait. So um, I, I, I think that's very cool. And then the other thing is like we touched on it just a little bit, but there's something about Fang that's so adorable about her because she really is like a pet. Oh, that's right. It's a girl. I always say he, but like, but the dinosaur a, is a girl. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But it, it is like she's a pet, and there's certain things that she does. Like they're so spot on, like a dog like settling in mm-hmm. for the night, or dog like stealing your food, or anything. No, no, like, it's like like the the, the <laughs> dinosaur is absolutely a dog. Like like from how how she lays down with with her with her you know like like four legs or whatever. You know, it's 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 it, 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 it looks or not hind legs. I'm, I'm talking about like the front the front legs. You, you know, kind of the settling of like, it. Yeah, yeah put, put, putting her head in between her her front mm-hmm. legs on the ground and wrap with the tail. You know, it, it's just she she's doing things that no dinosaur would be capable of physically and yet and and so so it's it's very obvious to, like the the connection to dogs like she's very much a dog or a wolf or something um but and i think that's another brilliant thing cuz like reptiles are kind of you know like known for their literal and figurative cold-bloodedness right so like they they don't have a lot of emotion that mammals connect to so so to 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 inject this this dinosaur with with the attributes of a mammal, uh, in particular a dog, I, I think I think it makes it you know immediately endearing. Um, Without over sentimentalizing her, because she actually gets over her tragedy pretty quickly. Well, like, this is like I think what makes it what makes mm-hmm. that relationship not cheesy for me mm-hmm. is uh, you know of course we'll get into some spoilers of the first three episodes I think at least somewhat. Right. I mean. Yeah, like if you guys want to go and watch first three episodes, go ahead and do it. It's only going to take you one hour. We're not going to go super deep it's into so that, short. but we're no, going to talk like, about it. Yeah, yeah, some broad points. First episode ends with them both having that, a big loss, a similar loss, and then joining. 
So you're like, oh, I get this show, right? It's the mm-hmm. premise that, you know, maybe the log line showed. Then the second episode is completely about how that relationship does not work. <laughs> yeah, which was brilliant, and I thought. I think that's key because that episode was super tense. One, because you're like, no, it, you're supposed to work together now. Mm-hmm. Like this, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to be friends. Mm-hmm. And it's such the dog selfishness behavior. Yeah. Like at the end of the, the dog day, dog opportunist would sell you four yeah. pieces of meat any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's <laughs> happening in that episode, and I think that's what really strengthened all of it because it's not this magical perfect relationship. Even like after that, even when they clear things up, it's not a magical perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like it is. It's a dirty relationship, but it's theirs. It's what they have. And that's there's very also powerful. no yeah. There's also no like petting that like we would expect with the master and the pet oh like the pet owner and the pet you know like like there's there's none of that because they're comrades as comrades yeah as they're, well. they're they're equals like uh and and I mean that's that that hits on an interesting point which is that they like part of the triumph is a triumph against uh or a triumph over instinct and more for friendship and and like like the actions of the two of them bringing them together even though their dna is screaming that you know you're not friends with that thing like you know like you guys are mortal Mm -hmm. enemies but 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 they're you know the 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 actions that that they perform between the two of them bond them and create this like inseparable bonds uh you know like against all odds against all instincts yeah important Uh, to note that the the caveman is not perfect either which often in in these stories it's like the boy training his dragon right and the boy's Mm -hmm. like you know i'm trying i'm trying to show you love and it's not that either that's not his agenda at all his agenda is just to get through the day which was probably the thing like yeah i I get what joe's saying though that like like in a lot of animated like anthropomorphic uh uh, (laughs) animal characters yeah yeah. where where yeah like like the wild the wild beast needs to be tamed and 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 like in in primal they're both flawed and 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 they both come out as equals it's like they both have strengths and disadvantages but Mm -hmm. but 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 neither of them is perfect it's not it's not like the 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 like cultural chauvinism of of like the the caveman needs to teach the dinosaur how to be a human or something like that it's it's not that at all it's 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 about them accepting each other as equals and 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 protecting each other like using each other's strengths to to cover each other's weaknesses I mean, I, I don't know if we really need to go deep into Like, I really, like, feel for the first part, for the first time on this uh, podcast, like, I don't want to spoil a lot for this show. No, no, definitely. I don't want to go deep into any of the episodes, just what to mention for those two yeah, points. Yeah, and I, I, really. like, you guys don't feel like we spoiled anything because the beauty really is in the relationship between these two. And I, I, I bet you, if you're not gonna cry, you will choke up a few times at some point uh, or another. And at some point, maybe you will say, like I told Jay, like I just can't watch this; it's too much. Like I just want to pause right now because I'm overwhelmed with feelings. Like that's how it gets, like in the second part of the show, where um, things just—it really is like uh, speaking to your <laughs> lizard brain. Yeah, I, you, like, I couldn't I find any doing. of those on HBO that I saw, but maybe I wasn't looking. Uh, maybe there I, was a drop. I think if you it. go on Amazon Prime, you can—you have to buy them individually, or you can buy the second half of the season. But oh, okay. it's—it's it, not available 
for you know first free streaming on a subscription service you have to you have to pay for or them maybe yet let's carte. hope yeah so yeah eventually it will be but like they like these these the last five or six episodes came out over the last month or so mm-hmm. so so it's it's they're, they're still premium uh, hits but yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that, like you said they're 22 minutes so easy to watch like three <sighs> in one hour if you wanted to and they just feel like such complete morsels a lot of tv mm-hmm. i don't watch a lot of tv shows just mm-hmm. because i feel like a lot of tv feels it's like it's just made to fill time uh fill time or like also force you right into the next one kind of especially on streaming services yeah to fill mm-hmm. more of your time and mm-hmm. i think some streaming uh tv shows have a little less of this problem mm-hmm. uh than than uh, cable and like things with commercials, but I feel that a lot that way about things. But these episodes feel so like complete and profound on their own as like almost twenty minute short films. Um, that it just like it's a if you have that twenty minutes extra in your day, watch it and you'll be like, wow, I feel like I watched a movie or something. Yeah, and it is a, it is a restart to the system, like you know, because if you feel so emotionally sucked into the story. It will be more, probably better for you than watching five episodes of insert another Netflix show that nobody you know cares about in a year from now. But um, Queen's I really Gambit. Queen's Gambit. We have an opinion. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. How much we don't like it? But uh, that's, my, that's my latest hot take. Queen's Gambit is garbage. Um, but okay, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I really think, and we are about sort of to wrap this part up and then go to the ratings. A quick episode, but. I want to say like this show, I without a doubt, and I, I really I really mean it when I say it, and it's not in cheesy world. It's Gendy Tartakovsky's gift to the world. Like it's um it's it's something he took from his heart and like he took his beating heart out and he put it on the screen, you know, and he and he took his best girls and guys and made this shit possible. So it it it's it's very pure in that sense. And so I, I hope that when you watch this you give the show a chance. You feel that same way, um, Jay. What were you gonna say? Well, the, 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 before we wrap up, I just wanted to point out one thing that that I think is is interesting. If you've seen the show, or once you do see the show, is that is that it, it it reminds me a lot of I don't know if it's like an archetypal thing or or, or, or what, but the um, uh, you ever see the movie Joe Enemy Mine? Yes. Right, and have you yes. ever seen the, the movie Hell in the Hell in the Pacific that, that it's based on? Uh, no, I haven't seen the movie it's based on. Well, 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 the, like uh, Hell in the Pacific, and, and again, I think it's it's more it's based on something like you know older and you know uh, uh, like like you know even even than that film. But Hell in the Pacific, it, the story is like um, Lee Marvin is a pilot in World War II. He crashes his plane on this island in the Pacific, and. Um, he, he, he thinks he's all alone. He discovers there's a Japanese soldier that's been stranded there. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's in the middle of World War II. And so it's just these two guys on the island, one Japanese, one American. And they, 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 at first they're fighting each other because they're, they're mortal enemies. They're at war with each other. Um, but, but, but then they, they realize, like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Like, we should be helping each other out. And, 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 and it's very similar to, to primal um, and, and, and also to, to, to enemy mine, of course, which is based on, but um, the, you know, if you like primal, go check out hell in the Pacific because it's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, Conrad Hall photographed it. It's a fantastic movie and it's Toshiro Mifune and, and Lee Marvin. And again, it's, it's, 
almost has no dialogue because they don't speak each other's language, right? So they're they're mm. they're they're ignorant of each other's uh, of each other's language, and yet they communicate and they, and they 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 overcome adverse adversity and they fight each other and then they help each other. Um, if you're in if you get in the primal, please watch Hell in the Pacific because uh, it's it's a gem, an unknown uh, lesser known gem. And, and then watch funny. Enemy Mine. And then watch Enemy Mine because everyone likes the Drax. And then just w- watch everything Tashiro Mifune done because he like steals every shot he's in. He's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's. I mean, Tashiro Mifune it, like jumps off the screen. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know him from uh, like all the cla- classic Kurosawa movies. He's been in a million samurai films, and he's just like one of the most magnetic actors. Piercing eye guy. Yeah, I mean, you could just watch Mifune just read the phone book, and you would watch four hours of it. I mean the. the <laughs> Guy, the guy is just was made to be a movie star, and and Lee, Lee Marvin same same way in a different way, uh, like also just just watching the guy uh, uh, sit there meditate is, is somehow uh, draws you in. So yeah, Hell in the Pacific, please go watch. So you like Hell in Pacific more than the Tom Hanks movie with the ball? Castaway. Yeah. 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 Um, di- yeah di- uh, different though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I actually like Castaway as well, but 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 again, that's more about it's like a different story being told there, which is which is one man again like trying to survive by himself, and he he does create the They're Wilson the connection, yeah, the ball connection. to yeah to 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 to, to create a to create a friend. He does he does you know in lieu of not having another friend, he creates one. But um, but yeah, this, Hell in the Pacific is is a special one. It's one of these weird movies that you watch it and and, and you wonder like wow. Why do they make this movie? Because on the, on the surface level, it's like who? It, it doesn't seem like it's it's a commercial draw in, in any way whatsoever. But but every frame of it is just amazing. Great. Is there anything else you want to say before we go to the ratings, Joe or Jay? Um, yeah, I would say I feel like a show like this is a good reset point if you're maybe struggling with the story you're writing, uh, no matter what it is. That's a good point. Because I think this is one of those ones where you're you're watching and you're like, oh, this is so simple. It mm-hmm. just should be simple and clear, mm-hmm. and anything can go on top of that. But clarify and simplify. That. That's really does that job right for the writer. Yeah, and I I think this will. Uh, I think Pixar movies tend to do that too for me, where you just watch and you're like, fuck, this just makes sense. Like. Mm-hmm. Joy, what a great Joy advice. personified having to fight like inevitable teenage depression and emotions like it's just like so oh fit don't you even know. get us started he's talking about inside out jay yeah we, we don't need to go there but uh this is this is a very controversial topic <laughs> inside out not a fan of inside out but i do get you uh i understand yeah, that's what we're just talking the, about, that's about the, the pixar films yeah, yeah that's not even my best film. But that's the only one I could think of at the moment. But uh, I wouldn't even yeah. totally go to bat for yeah. that movie. But, but I do uh, like it. But if you want to yeah, know our tastes, Hate Queen's Gambit and Insane Out. <laughs> Both of us. That's very why we're married. Very unpopular opinions. Like people, like most people would disagree with us. But yeah. uh, that's why that's why we get along so well. Because we, we, oh, we get along so we hate well. the same stuff. <laughs> All right. Now that but we yeah. get along so well. Yeah. I would love to do some ratings. And I'll start. Like, whatever. I am um I've been watching a lot of animated stuff recently like binge watching too because I'm writing an animated pilot and um I'm going to actually challenge myself. I'm going to challenge myself. I'll take the 10 point scale and I'll put two other shows on it that I really love, animated shows. And then I'll put Primal there too. 
I'll start with Rick and Morty. This is very hard, right? Because Rick and Morty, of course, to me, I've mentioned it probably a hundred times, had one of the best like, for best, like first couple of seasons, and then like, well, maybe three or four seasons, and then the last season, in my opinion, sucked very sadly. Like, just mm-hmm. Dan Harmon, shout out, friend of the show, jerking <laughs> yeah. off to his own ideas and going nowhere with it. So, but I'm gonna take it as a whole thing, right? Like I have to take the whole Rick and Morty, and because of the disappointments and it's given, or maybe not, uh, in general, Rick and Morty will probably go on a strong 7.5. I, f- I feel like bad, like even breaking the 7.5, not giving it an 8, but I feel like mm. an 8 would be like if like all the, all the episodes were great. So 7.5 yeah. for Rick, for and, Rick Morty. and Morty. Bojack Horseman couldn't stand the pilot, which a lot of people report as well. Once I got past that, very different show, of course. That's all they do is just talk, intellectualizing, but very good storytelling and very strong characters. And a lot of like just like philosophy um, on the human condition, all the big words, while also funny. Um, seven, though. <laughs> as great as it <laughs> okay. is. Seven. I watch it a lot, but I don't know. It takes a lot for me to really love an animated show, like so much that I can't stand it. Like... And then, like, I, I honestly, I don't know. There's episodes of Primal that are absolutely undeniably a 10. But just because I don't, I want to challenge Gendy Tartakovsky, who is undeniably listening, um, for the second epi- second season to Each be fan. even better. I'm going to give it a 9. But, like, I, yeah, in my so he's heart. So, he has something to work for. Yeah, in my heart, it's an 11. <laughs> You know, so that's yeah. where I stand. That's a little carrot on the stick for you, Gendy. Uh, but shout out to you. Like, спасибо огромное. I'm going to try and tweet the hell at you, but I'm sure you're too, too fancy to respond. But mm-hmm. what a great show. Joe, what about you? Uh, it's uh, This is a hard one to rate because I would like to, like, keep it to. Mm-hmm. I would even love, like, minimalist cartoons. Mm-hmm. Adult you want to find something similar, something. yeah. But I, I think the best way to go is just to take, like, a cartoon, an adult's centric cartoon that i love and base it again compare it against that so i'll compare it to uh cowboy bebop which is a anime that i really love 26 yeah. episodes the, the uh, unfortunately titled cowboy bebop depends who you ask <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't know anything about it. i just i could I've, tell I've, i could tell I, jay knows shit I, about I've, it. I've, I've always felt like that that title is hilarious and like i'm sure it's mm. amazing but like i'm like the, cowboy bebop huh the the music is amazing in that show yeah. like even if you don't like the show because it's yeah. just like it's just uh like international world music but um that i'll give a 10 uh i don't think these shows are directly comparable so that is a struggle I would almost tell. I would actually suggest someone watch Primal over Cowboy Bebop, even though I'm gonna give Primal <laughs> a seven. But that's only mm. because watching the five episode, the first five episodes of Primal, which I think, just based off what I saw, you could stop there and enjoy everything about it and mm-hmm. feel like you fully got something, even though there seems to be more of it. Um, while Cowboy Bebop, it's like 13 hours to get through all of it. So mm. I feel like you <laughs> mentioned was... that show before, too, on the podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's one, one of the, the like proclaimed uh, uh, animes. So it, it's kind of one of the popular ones. But uh, yeah, I'd say this is a seven. 
but I think that it's a seven Hurts, because it I'm just the hook. Mm-hmm. It's the hook. Like oh, so you do want that hook? You are you are that motherfucker who wants a little bit of a hook. Well, like, yeah, if I was going to, like, am I going to wear a Primal t-shirt? No. Uh, I actually ordered one online. <laughs> it's coming in the mail, y'all. I'll take I, a picture and post it on the freaking Instagram. Yeah, I wouldn't, but, like, where's the the girl warrior that has bone rollerblades mm-hmm. that, are, uh, that it's, cut it's, people's heads off? You know, like, that's what I want out of it. <laughs> of course you do. That's what um, Joe's style is. But that's that's to say this is very high tier. I would definitely suggest people watch at least one episode and especially if you're a writer this is one of those like writers just go watch the show just directors do it for yourself directors film uh, not even Artists. animated directors watch the show because you're gonna learn a lot composers please is what a gr- sound mixers the mixing is porn amazing. stars dogs <laughs> dogs who want to hear other voices that cats, sounds like dogs. cats who love dogs <laughs> yeah no i i couldn't agree more it, it's a master class in storytelling and visual storytelling it, it should be studied in universities anyone who purports to be a director or a writer is is uh, is uh, deficient for not having watched this it's it's as important as anything else I would say my ratings uh, I, I'm gonna create my own version of this rating system which is that I would consider like Miyazaki's films you know like like mm, like his like 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 Nausicaa Valley of the Wind mm-hmm. or um, or Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke like you know like like I love all of Miyazaki's love. but his, let, let, mm. let's take Miyazaki's greatest works and say that they're let's just say that those are tens right mm-hmm. like like those are masterworks just don't look at the endings in those films because yeah. they are literally sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like short, it's, part of, it's part of his uh, yeah. motifs is the, yeah. is the, is the, is the it depends uh, they, some of them get ending. <laughs> but, 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 so, but like if, if you're going to consider a Miyazaki movie like Spirited Away a ten I'm going to say that Primal is on the same exact level it's a ten as well well and and they're tens in different ways that like they have completely different um draws to them and and, and different qualities but but uh I, I i put primal as high as it goes uh on the scale it's uh it, it's it breaks the scale basically it's better than mm-hmm. than almost all live action things that you're going to see this year i mean there are certainly things like citizen kane that that, 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 this that, year that coming are, out that are potentially better you know like that, that are perhaps perhaps better in some ways but primal um carves its its uh footing out as one of the great works of uh cinema and uh so yeah and that said from uh to have that nod just you're not nobody you're an acclaimed director yourself yeah so that i'm I'm respected by my peers that is respected by my wife uh, uh you know yeah yeah no no you it, might have a problem though, so. <laughs> <laughs> i i i i have insanely intense opinions about many things and yeah. um rarely the do i stuff, rarely yeah. do i do, do i make the the hyperbolic statements that i i have been making about primal but i back it 100 percent. it's it's as good as it gets and um yeah like more people should know about it because it's truly a masterpiece yeah, if there's one thing, actually, I'm going to go even further before we completely wrap it up. If there's one thing out of the entire <laughs> Shut Up, I Love It collection up until today, th- one thing you want to check out that we've talked about. It'll be Ween then, right? Like Ween? It won't be Ween. Because <laughs> Ween is just, it's just like then you have to go on the crusade with Jay Hunter's podcast, oh, Pod Ween gosh. Satan. Just watch Primal. If there's one thing you'd be like, what are these people talking about every time? We'll watch Primal and like... 
slide into Gandhi's DMs and tell him how great he is and, you know, <laughs> buy him uh, a gift. Slide on in. Slide on in and soak in it. Great. Um, Jay, is there anything going on in your life that you want to share with us? No, no, nothing at all going on in my life. Oh, you know, well, I guess you watch uh, Superstore. I, an episode I directed called Biscuit is airing soon, I believe in January. So you can check that out. You can check out Podween Satan, the greatest podcast in the world about the greatest band in the world, Ween. Um, Aforementioned. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically, Ween is the primal of music. I was like, going to say that. Primal is the Ween of music and, 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 um, uh, or, 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 or whatever. Um, but you but guys get it. You, you, you get it. Like these are great things. And, um, you know, I, I've talked about a lot of things that I, that I'm into on this show. I, primals, primals, one of the, one of the tops it's, it's, it's a force to be reckoned with. And you, you, you live a less fulfilled life having not watched primal. Joe, what's going on with you? What's up, everybody? As always, you can check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. And big whoop, news, whoop. as of today, I finished the first draft of my novella, what? Technovirus. Technovirus nice. is finally coming out. That's awesome. So uh, I just got to edit it now. And if you're a patron, that you're going to get that for free. Everybody else is going to have to Lucky pay for you. it or wait. Um, so check that out. And I think I'm also going to be dropping about 20 pages comic book pages in the next two weeks mm. so all for keep on dropping joe i'm enjoying all of it so keep on I, dropping I'm, it i appreciate every patron i have and i try to drop a lot and i also set True. up a gumroad shop gumroad.com slash joe cabello where you could buy my comics uh digitally if you want to support that way there you go man of many talents joe cabello support it support the man support demand we're trying thank you both of you jay hunter for being an okay husband and a great guest on this podcast oh. and and the first platinum guest let's, let's first up. platinum yeah. guest yeah. joe for hosting with me what a pleasure this couldn't be better and uh elizabeth salute for doing this cool artwork that we're proud of with the kitty cat and thank you genji tartakovsky for changing our lives and thank <laughs> you for listening